Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Phil Stringer, worship and creative arts pastor at Calvary Church. We hope you'll find something every week that inspires you and encourages you in your faith. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so that you'll never miss an update. Hope you enjoy the message. The Holy Spirit of God, breathe upon us today. Change us, transform us, renew us. We pray for breakthrough in every dimension of our lives today. I ask, Lord, as we look to your word, let it take on life and liberty into our hearts. We believe you now for miracles to happen in this house today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated if you're able. Thank you, worship team. If any son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? These are the words of the Lord Jesus revealing to all of us how important he believes that the Holy Spirit's ministry is. To be a spirit-filled person is not somebody who enters in some mysterious relationship with God. There have been so many bizarre things that have happened uh, that was under the guise of spirit-fullness that the tragedy is many people kind of, you know, push back away from it. Let me say to you today, the Holy Spirit is not spooky. Kind of stuff. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also is not mystical. We are a lot of mystics out there today. They're, you know, and they're all kind of strange spirits. But the Holy Spirit is supernatural. And there's a huge difference between that and everything else. If we want to examine the ministry of the Holy Spirit and how important Jesus felt it was to us. Here's what he said to his disciples. And I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Notice first that Jesus is asserting himself that the Holy Spirit will be just like him. I will give you another helper. I came here to show you God's heart. I came here to help you. And now you're gonna get another helper. He's not a stranger because you've seen him work in me. Here's what some people don't grasp. The miracles that Jesus performed was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hello? I said it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he was the Son of God, but he functioned through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he could say, greater works than you've seen me do, you'll be able to do because I go to my Father. Why? Because the same Spirit 
that flowed through me in three and a half years of ministry is going to be available to you. Oh my God, would somebody get this? That same spirit that was in me can be in you. Because Jesus said the Holy Spirit comes and he acts just like I do. He functions just like I do. To be filled with his spirit means to be filled with the love of God. You can't be full of the Holy Spirit and be an angry person. You can't be full of the Holy Spirit and be a mad person. You can't be full of the Holy Ghost and be a person filled with bitterness. Because the power of the Holy Spirit fills us with the love of God. Here's what I read. The Holy Spirit was like this. Jesus said, he shall, the Holy Spirit will be, will be shed abroad in our hearts. Our, the love of God will be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God's love. So the question today is, how much of God do you want? I don't know about that. You so here's the deal. Some people just, just want just enough of, of, God, of God to go to heaven. I, you, know, you know, Ron, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. I got fire insurance. But their life is coming apart at the seams. Nothing's working in the home and their family. Nothing's working with their finances. Nothing's working in their relationships. But they're saved. You know, it's like, like, like being an heir of $100 billion and only spending five bucks. Because the, that's just the beginning, brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit has come to reveal Jesus to us. He, he is the same as Jesus living in us. Jesus said, it's, it's in your benefit that I go away so that this Holy Spirit can come and dwell in you. If you want all of God, then you want the Holy Spirit. If you want all of God, then you want the love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he, he's just like me. The second thing he says is, he is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He comes to show us things. He comes to help us understand things. Jesus said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. You know, it's, it's really interesting that people who are suffering dementia can still quote scripture. I have them in my facility down the street here. He will bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. Even when the, the brain has, is suffering, even with the mental capacity is suffering, there's something inside the soul of, with the word of God in it that can cause somebody who don't even know what day it is to speak the word of God. Jesus further said in John 16, he helps us understand and keeps us consistent with the Father's heart. He is our teacher. He is working inside not, not in some academic classroom, but he will instruct you on a daily basis. Don't do that. Watch that. You see, if you'll listen, he'll teach you. 
If you listen, he'll give you instruction. He is faithful to prepare us for tests. He knows what's coming next week and next month, and, and he'll, he'll make sure that, that we, uh, we get something in our hearts and a word in our spirit to help us when we're about to face something that's coming down the pike. He will have prepared us for those moments. His voice, the promptings of his spirit when we're facing a trial or a test will not only help us survive but make us victorious in that challenge. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there to instruct us and to teach us. Hallelujah. The third thing about the Holy Spirit is he's our helper. He assists us and he gives us a dynamic to accomplish the will of God. He gives us strength, strength in the inner man, like a tree planted beside the rivers of water. The Greek word helper means called aside. He helps us to walk through the days of our lives. You know, if we've got some six foot tables around here and I've, I've watched uh, our, Matt and our team, they just pick up tables and just walk with them, you know, not me. I can't lift this six, eight foot table and just put it under my arm and walk down the, down the street with it. I need help. And I can lift up one side of that table, but if somebody else will lift up the other side of it, it gets lighter. Has anybody noticed that? It gets lighter. You know why? Because I got a helper. You know, it's like so many people, they're just so independent and self-made. You know, my friend John Maxwell, when somebody said, you know, I'm a self-made person, his response was, I'm sorry. And there's no telling could, you could, what you could have been if somebody had helped you. None of us got here on our own. All of us had help getting where we are. But I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He comes alongside to lift the burden, lift the load. And, and there are people in this room this morning who are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. There are people in this room this morning, you, you, you're dealing with some news from the doctor. You're dealing with a financial challenge, a financial crisis. You're dealing with issues going on in your home and your family coming out of this COVID. There's just all kinds of things that will weight us down. Do I have a witness? all kind of things that just weighed us down. I came here today to tell you that the Holy Spirit will lift that burden. The Holy Spirit will lift that weight that you feel today. He is the one who is our helper today. He's come to help us. He's come to lift the burden. He's come to lift the load because you were never meant to carry it alone. If you were meant to carry it alone, he would not have sent the Holy Spirit to us but he gave us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And you've heard me joke about, uh, you know, uh, my sermons, if, if God wasn't helping me, what a mess they would be. You think they're bad? Can you imagine if the Holy Spirit didn't help me? And I got suspicions about some of you. You wouldn't be nearly as good as you are if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. You see, that's the good news about being a Christian. You can be better than you are. Uh, see the good here, here's the here's not this is the bold print about being a Christian I can be somebody I would never be if it weren't for Jesus I can be somebody I can I can have help 
that goes beyond self-help books. I can have help going beyond, beyond my psychiatrist and my psychologist. Thank God for them. I can have help beyond anything upon this earth because I have the third person of the Trinity, of the, 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 of, the tri, of the triune God who is present with me. He is my helper and he walks with me. He goes with me and he makes me better than what I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to be better than what I am. And the Holy Spirit has come to help me. He's come to strengthen me. He's come to empower me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The other thing about the Holy Spirit is he's a convincer. Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He's a convincer. Nobody ever asked anybody to save somebody else. That is not your job. Your job is to share your story. Your job is to plant the seeds of Jesus and people. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict them. None of us ever got saved because in our mental capacity we made that decision. If you made that decision to come to Christ, it's because the Holy Spirit was working in you. The Holy Spirit was convicting you. No man can come to God without, without the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, come to the Father without the Holy Spirit. He is the one who convicts us. He is the one who convinces us. And that's why all we have to do is just share the love of Jesus with people. We don't have to convince them. We don't, we don't have to back them up in a corner and smack them around and say, get saved. All we have to do is love them. All we have to do is share our story. All we have to do is tell them Jesus loves them. And the Holy Spirit will do the rest. He'll convict them. He'll convince them. Being Jesus in the marketplace, being an agent in his hands. We sow the seed, prayer waters the seed, and the Holy Spirit convicts and convinces people. That's his job. I feel the Holy Spirit convicting me all the time about stuff. And I'm glad about that. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. You can push him back. You can push him away. He's very sensitive in that he won't push himself on you. But he'll continually make himself available to you. He'll continue to speak to you if you let him. To bear witness of Jesus. To convince people, to convict people of their sin and bring them to the Lord. You know, I grew up in a day in a church where we not only wanted people saved, but we, we wanted to do all the cleanup work too. You know, I remember in our church, uh, we had a lot of young people coming, coming to Jesus and getting saved. And I remember some dear saint coming to me one Sunday and she said, you know all those people are getting saved, Pastor? I don't know if they really got the real deal or not because they don't look like we do. They don't, 
They just don't have the right demeanor. And I said, really? She said, that's right. I said, well, if they look like you who's been saved for 40 years and they've only been saved for three weeks, that'd be an indictment on you, wouldn't it? You know what I discovered? If we'll just see people come to Jesus and love them, the Holy Spirit will clean them up. That's not our job. The cleanup is not our job. It's to love them and teach them and lead them. There's a young couple who came to Jesus a while back, and they came out of the, I mean, they came out of a rough world that they lived in. They were dramatically saved. A few weeks later, they came up to me and said, well, Pastor, you know, we, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna miss next Sunday because we're going to cert, certain, certain, certain thing that's going on, that we're doing. Well, when I, I heard them tell me where they were going, I thought, oh, Jesus. But the Spirit, Holy Spirit said, don't say a thing. It was not a place they should be going. The next Sunday, this young couple, they're sitting there in the, in the service. And I said to them, I thought you were gonna be gone today. I said, yeah, that's what we thought too, but you know, on about Thursday of this week, my wife and I looked at each other and said, you know what, we just don't feel right about that. We just don't think that's where Christians should be, so we scrapped that trip and we're in church today. Is anybody here willing to give the Holy Spirit permission to do his work? I want all judgment out the back door because this is a place of grace. This is a place where we love people unconditionally, where they are, and we believe that the Holy Spirit will work in them, change them like he's been doing in some of us. Like when we get perfect, then we can talk about them. I don't know about you, but God's still working on me. He's still working on me, so, so uh, if, if God's, at, God's working on all of us, we're in the right place. If the Holy Spirit's working on all of us, we're in the right place. Allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, to transform our lives. The last thing about the Holy Spirit is that he's a glorifier. He glorifies the Lord Jesus. Something beautiful about the Holy Spirit, he exalts Jesus above everything else. Jesus said, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you, John 16. There's no greater evidence of the Holy Spirit being present than if Jesus is being exalted, if Jesus is being glorified. I've been in some settings where I didn't hear much about Jesus, but I heard a lot about man. A place that you don't want to be is where man is being glorified, where man is being exalted, where the true work of the Spirit is present, where Jesus is being exalted. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't glorify a man, the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. He glorifies Jesus. He has to be 
the one that it's all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit's at work all over our world today. I'd heard this a number of years ago, but again, recently talking to some of my missionary friends in the, in the Middle East, they said, Ron, we're seeing again, not just one or two, but dozens of Muslim believers in Cairo, Egypt, that are coming to our mission there off the streets and saying, I received last night a revelation of this man you call Jesus. Would you tell me about him? Would you tell me about him? Don't tell me the Holy Spirit's not at work. I said, don't tell me the Holy Spirit's not convicting and convincing people. It can happen there. It can happen in Greensboro. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said greater things than you've seen me do, you'll be able to do because the comfort of the Holy Spirit's coming. Would you join me today at Calvary Greensboro and say, we embrace you, Holy Spirit. We invite you to have freedom in our house. We invite you to have freedom in our home. We invite you to have freedom in our church. We invite you to have freedom in our lives. Come Holy Spirit, we need you. There are people in the house right now who, who walked into this room carrying such a heavy weight. The helper is here. I said the helper is here. His name is Jesus. He's the power of God's Spirit made real. He's come alongside you today to lift that weight and lift that burden from your life. He's here to glorify Jesus. He's here to teach us. He's here to convince us. In these final moments, I'm gonna pray for people all around this room and beyond the walls of this place who need to invite the Holy Spirit to touch and change their lives today. Would you bow your head in prayer with me right now, everyone? That tug you feel is your heart right now, that's the Holy Spirit. He's speaking right now in this room. He's speaking right now to people that are sitting in this house. He's speaking to people beyond the walls of this room in this moment that are, that are in a living room or a kitchen somewhere because there are no boundaries with him. He's speaking right now and he's inviting people here and beyond the walls of this place to open their hearts to him, to the Spirit of God. And I wanna pray today for people who would say, Ron, I'm here today and I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus to change my life. You came into this room today by divine appointment. Jesus wants to lift the burden, he wants to lift the weight off of your shoulders today. He's here by the power of his Holy Spirit to do miracles in your life in this moment. With heads bowed, it's me and you and God in this moment. How many in the house would just say, Ron, would you include me in the prayer you're about to pray? I need Jesus to touch my life and change it today. That's all you have to do is acknowledge you need him today. And he is going to touch your life today. 
Ron, include me in that prayer. I need Jesus to change my life. Just lift your hand where you are, wherever you are, all over the room. Yes, I see that hand. Others right now, just raise it up wherever you're at. Our eyes can meet. That's me, Ron. Yes, right over here and right over here. Others right now, just raise it up high. Include me in that prayer, Ron. I don't wanna leave this room the way I came today. There's some of you that don't need to leave this room with that burden in your life. You don't need to leave this room with that weight on your shoulders. You can leave free today if you'll let the Spirit of God transform your life. Just raise it up. That's me, Ron. Wherever you're at. Yes, over here and over here and back over here and back in the back over here. Yes, God sees your hands, but most of all, He sees your heart. We're gonna pray together in the next few minutes. Yes, thank you, thank you. We're gonna believe together for God to do that work in the lives of people. Every person Jesus called, he called to make a public declaration of their, their lives for him. Some of you are opening your heart to Jesus for the first time. Others of you are making a commitment of your life afresh. At one time you walked with him. But whatever the need is today, whatever you're asking for, he is here to perform that miracle in your life on this Sunday morning. And so I'm gonna pray, but I'm gonna ask you, if you lifted your hand, you meant business when you raised your hand, just to quietly stand where you are. By standing, you're saying, Ron, I'm, I meant business when I raised my hand, I'm gonna believe with you for my miracle today of transformation. So if you lift your hand, just quietly, just stand right where you're at. We're gonna to pray together in the next few moments. That's right. Just quietly stand right where you're at. That's right, all over the room. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you need to stand with people who are standing all over the room right now in this moment. That's me, Ron. That's me, yes, yes, God sees, God sees. We're gonna to pray together. We're gonna to believe together. There's a miracle in this house. I feel such strong sense in my spirit that God's gonna perform miracles in the next few moments. If you're near somebody standing and you know how to pray and you're a believer, would you just stand in agreement with them while we pray together in the next few moments? You're near somebody standing, just be the extension of God's love to somebody nearby. You're gonna agree with in prayer. You're gonna agree with that while I pray. That's right, that's right. We're just gonna to pray together, believe together in the next few moments, right? Yeah. All over the room, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says we confess with our mouth the Lord, Jesus believe in our heart. He came forth from that grave, will be saved and changed. And I'm gonna ask you to pray that prayer with me now. Whether it's a first time commitment or it's one, a recommitment of your life today for that miracle to happen in your heart. Let's pray together. Congregation, join us. Let's pray together with them. Dear Jesus, we open our hearts to you now. I believe you came to this earth. You gave your life that I could be free. And I invite you to come today by the power of your Holy Spirit. Transform my life today. Change me by the power of your word and grace. I receive you today as my savior. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for touching me today. Thank you for your transformation in my life today. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray now for, the, for miracles 
to happen where there are people in this house who are weighted down with the burdens of this world, weighted down with the issues of this life. I pray today that you'll lift burdens in the next few moments. That as we lift our hearts to you, you're going to perform miracles in this room. You've performed miracles of transformation, now miracles of healing, miracles of wholeness, Lord, in this house, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, let's give God praise.